You see how important it is, the words of Scripture that says faith comes by hearing, that St. Paul goes by this river, they're looking for a place to gather and pray, and they meet a group of women, and one of them is Lydia. But how does it happen that they come to be baptized, her and her household, right? So it says that, it says the Lord, right? The Lord opened her heart to pay attention to what Paul was saying. So God gave the words to Paul. It was God's will, but Paul had to actually say something. And the Lord is going to cause the growth. Paul can't cause any growth. They can plant seeds, they can water, but that's why we have to be capable of listening to God. It's not about how many things we say, it's about what we say. And then the Lord opens the heart to help the person hear and pay attention to what's being said that God is is feeding through Paul. And then God causes the growth, but he wants us to participate. It's crucial. Evangelization is not an option. If people think my faith is just for me, that's bogus. And that's a lie. Evangelization is the deepest identity of the church. Evangelii nuntiandi is what St. Pope Paul VI wrote in one of his writings when he was Pope. Evangelization is the deepest identity of the church. What's the point of the church if nobody knows about it? There's many people who don't know. There's many people who don't know about the Eucharist or don't believe in the Eucharist. But if we're confident to at least tell them out of love at the right time with God's words, he can open their heart to pay attention and to believe. There's no guarantee that they're going to come to know and believe unless somebody who was meant to tell them tells them. God does not have to appear miraculously to every person. He doesn't. Not the way, with like St. Faustina, he appears miraculously at every Mass in the Eucharist, but chances are, like most of us, like me, I'm not hearing him audibly from the host. Some people do, and that's God's decision. But not everybody's going to have that because that's not what they need. But what we do need to do, all of us, is to evangelize. We have to. This is not an option. I remember being in Madison, Wisconsin as a focused missionary, and one of the students was inspired during the winter in Madison, because it was Lent, to get a nine-foot-tall vinyl image copy of Divine Mercy front and back and have it uh, uh, brought up on PVC pipes and just stand in the middle of the campus and just let people gaze upon the image. And there's Jesus. This is the real deal. But if people aren't explained what this is, they're not going to understand. There's a funny, it's a funny story, kind of sad story, but it's funny because two guys are walking by the image and they're overheard. The guy looks to his friend and goes, dude, why is Jesus wearing a tutu? And the other guy goes, those are rays, you idiot. <laughs> if faith comes by hearing, if this guy thinks that's a tutu, and he's kind of like a macho guy, like, I'm not going to come up to Jesus wearing a tutu. I'm sorry. It's just not, um, it just doesn't jive with me. But Jesus is, is, is God. He's all powerful. And he's a man. And so this guy saw the image, and he was kind of like, why is he wearing a tutu? Well, he's not wearing a tutu. 
And so when his friend was like, those are rays, I'm sure that helped the man be able to receive the reality of the Messiah. And there is Jesus, I say poor Jesus, because he takes a lot of heat. But this is the real deal. Yes, it's an image, but a grace is flowing through that image. And the Lord's, he is responding to people's faith as they gaze upon the image. And I don't know people's hearts, and I don't remember, this is 15 years ago, but as people are walking, hundreds, thousands of students and people by that image, I forget if we did that once a week or Monday through Friday throughout the whole Lent, people could have been looking in love, they could have been looking with disbelief, they could have been looking with hate, they could have been looking with resentment, they could have been scoffing at Jesus, they could have been praising Jesus, and Jesus, during his lifetime, had to suffer all of this. It's not just an image. The presence of God is there. And Jesus has taken the heat. Yes, it was embarrassing or humiliating for us to stand there with Jesus, but if they hated us, it was because they hate Jesus. <laughs> they don't really care too much about me. The issue we have is a God issue. We have a God problem. And look at how God deals with us with mercy. And he tells St. Faustina in her diary, it's paragraph 48. We just read it the other day. I'm going to read it exactly to you because it's so beautiful. He says, I promise that the soul that will venerate this image will not perish. He's talking about the divine mercy image. I also promise victory over its enemies already here on earth, especially at the hour of death, I myself will defend it as my own glory. Oh my, oh my, no tutu is gonna save me. Those rays from Jesus are gonna save me. But if people don't hear the truth, if I don't proclaim what those rays are, then what are the chances somebody's going to have their heart open to the reality if they think it's a tutu? They're going to walk away, most likely, and laugh at it, as probably anybody might who doesn't know that that's Jesus and those are rays to heal, baptism and Eucharist. And Father Seraphim told me once that those rays can be seen as the Holy Spirit because Christ breathed on the apostles. Receive the Holy Spirit whose sins you forgive are forgiven them, whose sins you retain are retained. Hence, confession. The greater the sinner, the greater the right he has to my mercy the greater the misery, the greater the right he has to my mercy. The greatest miracles happen inside of the confessional, and they are incessantly repeated. Jesus tells us this in the diary of St. Faustina. Greater the sinner, greater the right to mercy. Same with the misery. Greatest miracles happen inside of the confessional. And he said what we've always known, but he just reminds with new words again in the diary. He says, I'm only hidden by the priest. So to wait years to go to confession, you are not encountering Jesus. To wait a year, you're waiting a year to go meet Jesus. 
If you wait six months, okay, at least you're going, but you're waiting six months to go meet Jesus, and there are graces you will miss. There are graces you will miss if you have the opportunity and you can go. Why not go? Pope John Paul II is a canonized saint. He would go at least once a week to confession. And he's a saint. Why not let God love us? Why not be healed? Why not be strengthened? Why not be forgiven while there is still time? Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit divinemercyplus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's divinemercyplus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.